Hello, welcome to Nerd vs. Nerd, a conversational podcast that explores the intersection of nerd culture and media with politics and identity. I'm Mike. And I'm Anjali, and this week we're talking about the Big Bang Theory. With the series finale last week, we thought it would be apt to dive into the show, its flaws, and why many people like it. So we're going to start off with general reactions to the series finale. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. It was an episode of the Big Bang Theory. Um, it didn't have the sort of, uh, feel of a series finale, except toward the very end with that, uh, acoustic Bare Naked Ladies play out of the, of the cast. Um, but like, it was just a, it was like a normal episode of the Big Bang Theory. Um... Yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I think I would agree with that for the most part. Um, I but I agree. I toward the end between Sheldon's speech and then the the acoustic version of the theme song, definitely made me tear up a little bit. But I mean, I we talked about Avengers Endgame last week and sort of how one of the things we really liked about that movie, you know, as sort of a conclusion of 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 you know years and years of storytelling was that we felt that the character arcs, they came to a conclusion. It made sense, um, mm. particularly with Tony and Steve, sort mm. of, you know, what happened to their characters. And so I think it'd be interesting to sort of pose that question here, you know, across 12 seasons and nearly 300 episodes, do we get a satisfying ending to these characters on the Big Bang Theory? Uh, I mean... I'm gonna, like, I was about to say yes, but then I started thinking about, I'm like, probably not. Not, like, in terms of, of closure, I don't think. Because, I mean, I guess the, the ones we have, like, the most sort of closure with would be Sheldon and Amy. Like, they're, like, they, they won their, their Nobel Prize, which I wasn't a big fan of that storyline because I know how the Nobel Prize works. And they would not have won it. They would not win it for another 30 years. But that's besides the point. Uh, I will let them have it for the sake of, of the show. Um, but yeah, they, have, they, have, they won the Nobel Prize. And they're going to continue living together and be, and be happy. But like... And I guess you have the same with, with uh, Howard and Bernadette. They're married. They're going to go about their lives. Uh, but then you have Penny and Leonard. And you have Raj. And... So the thing is, I think, I think the writers think that by having Leonard and Penny, oh, they're pregnant, they're going to have a baby, Mm -hmm. um, that's satisfying in that it's a feel good, it makes you feel good. Right. Um, But it's not satisfying in the sense of their characterization. Yeah. That, you know, up until now, Penny has never really indicated that she wants children. In fact, this season, she's been adamant that she she does not. Yeah. Um, And it's been like a a focus of the the plot. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little frustrating to me because all of a sudden she changes her mind. We don't really understand where this comes from. Right. Um, It just sort of happens. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. so it's you're right. If you if you don't think about it, it's like oh yay a baby. Yay. Yeah. But when you think about it, it's like well this doesn't really make sense. And then for me, I my biggest gripe is with Raj. Right. Ra- what is Raj's happy ending? Uh-huh. The whole series, he's just wanted to meet someone. Right. He he you know tries really hard this season. He's like man, everyone else is married. All my friends are married. I'm mm-hmm. alone. So he's like okay, I'm, I'm gonna you know 
have my dad set me up with someone Mm -hmm. and they have their sort of ups and downs and then howard and bernadette go and they're like let's talk him out of this basically going to england and now Mm -hmm. and so they do that and then he's just He's just there, like where he's been the entire series. And, and like, they basically make it seem as if that's just how he's going to be. He's always going to be sort of the odd person out in the group yeah. forever. That's yeah, just... He's just going to be the seventh wheel for, for, for here, from here until the end of, end of time. And, I mean, especially he's the, the... He really is, I feel, the, the token character of color on the show. And we can talk about that yeah. a little later. But this finale and how they did his character further to me reinforces that he's just this, this like side character, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can definitely, definitely see that. Um, so obviously you can tell by the way we've been talking about this show is that there is plenty of controversy surrounding the show. Um, I don't want to say it's polarizing in nerd communities because my experience is that nerds, like almost, almost to a one, don't like this show, um, and I think it has to do with the idea, uh, with how the show sort of depicts nerds. Um, people who try and defend this show will say that you know it's it's lapping with nerds it's it, it's being inclusive and nerds are like nah dude you're not no you're laughing at us um and you know i think that is an accurate description a lot of parts of the show is going to be people laughing at nerds um i mean totally so the the punchlines often are not really jokes. They're they're laughs that are derived because a character references something that sounds vaguely nerdy. Uh-huh. And and then it's the laugh track. It's funny. Uh-huh. There wasn't an actual joke there. It's just, oh, they said something that most people don't know what they're talking about. And yeah. it's just, and it's funny. And uh, I think a lot of times, like, nerds, like, the, the characters in the show are, are, like, making jokes at another character's expense like hey you don't fit this stereotypical version of like a normal person haha you know um i think that happens a lot too um absolutely because it's not they're not just mocking geekdom they're they're relentless in mocking the male characters for not living up to sort of traditional expectations of manhood and that is probably i think one of the most problematic things and they're, mm-hmm. they're interrelated it's stereotypes yeah. about nerds but uh-huh. it's specifically male nerds mm-hmm. um and this idea that they're not masculine yeah um yeah i think you see that with you see that especially in the relationship between uh, well i guess the the two relationships between howard and bernadette and penny and leonard you know uh Penny and Bernadette are sort of like these these alpha characters. They're they're strong and successful. Um, you know, they're assertive and like that's great. But I think the writers of the show a lot of times um, took that dynamic and used that to turn that to sort of like turn like Howard and Leonard into sort of like betas who are, you know, 
in the backseat and they can't control their own lives and they're always at the whim of their wives, you know, like Howard gets an allowance, you know, or Leonard, Leonard's not gonna get anyone prettier than Penny, so he's just gonna shut up and take whatever, like whatever he can get or take whatever abuse, like, uh, he, you know, he'll just take the abuse because you know, he can't do better, which like, I don't necessarily think is true. Um, yeah, and I think, so it's, So that, it's complicated, because on the one hand, that's true. But then, on the other hand, the sh- my another issue I have is that these guys, although they're not seen as masculine, these characters are often still sort of complicit in sort of destructive aspects of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in some ways, the show's writers, they're reinforcing toxic ideas of what it means to be a man. They're mm-hmm. not saying, oh, well, yeah, these characters are not you know, traditionally masculine, and that's, that's fine. They're not, you know, introducing them as sort of a, a welcome alternative to macho ar- archetypes mm-hmm. that we're used to seeing. They're saying, they're making fun of them. Yeah, they like, make fun of Raj yeah. because he's effeminate. They make fun of Leonard for not understanding sports because mm-hmm. all men are supposed to like sports, and it's mm-hmm. absurd when a guy doesn't. Yeah. And so these jokes, they're not designed to challenge the limiting ideas of what it means to be a man. It, mm-hmm. It's... Again and again, it's this idea that guys who aren't physically tough or strong or athletic, mm-hmm. they're worthy of ridicule. Um, but even with that said, I don't think it would be fair to say that these characters are somehow not victims, but because they also they yeah. do some misogynist and sexist stuff. Oh yeah, stuff. for sure. Like, <laughs> like some of the stuff like Sheldon says to Penny is is it's like vile, you know. Like he's always he's always saying stuff about like men leaving her room or her apartment, you know, or like, hey, like you're good at getting stuff with with sex, you know, mm-hmm. go 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 do that, go get go get stuff with with sex again, you know. Uh, yeah, another yeah. example I would say is you know when Raj gets drunk, um, and so you know yeah he turns into he turns it's pretty disgusting yeah um and. There's also been, you know, times on the show, you know, especially in the earlier seasons when the guys are single and they're talking about, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to go out and we're going to meet girls and, you know, they just have to be a little drunk and then mm-hmm. we can sort of take advantage of them and mm-hmm. things like that. And so the thing is, if they behave so disgustingly, why is it sort of laughed at? Why is it never serious? And mm-hmm. it's it's because, well, they're these geeky guys and they don't fit into this macho mold of sort of what we expect sexism and male entitlement to look like. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to watch them trying to, right. you know, we're going to hit on girls, we're going to pick up girls, mm-hmm. we're going to go out and sort of like yeah. get them, force yeah, them to like, want to be with us. Oh, hey, you're going to you're gonna do this, you're going to do this like terrible thing. You're going to be awful at that too. Ha ha. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's making fun of their sexism mm-hmm. because they're not masculine enough to believably pull it off. And so, and the other thing that they sort of how I think the show gets a, gets away with the sexism is that the writers will often acknowledge it. So, you know, a guy will say a sexist joke and either he'll be like, oh, that's kind of messed up. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Leonard will, is usually the one to be like, guys, come on now. That's mm-hmm. a little much. So because there's characters on the show acknowledging it, it's uh-huh. like, oh, you know, we're, we're not naive that what we're saying is problematic. We acknowledged it. It's yeah. okay. Like, right. yeah. we're not serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and not even in terms of sexism, I would say in terms, they've made racist jokes, they've made homophobic mm-hmm. jokes. Oh, yeah. Um, especially when it comes to Raj's Raj and, character. Yeah, like Raj and then also Raj and Howard. Yeah. Um, like, as if, as if, like, 
being homosexual is a bad thing and, and disgusting, um, which is kind of a which is kind of a shame because I, I know um, uh, Jonathan Galecki. Um, there were at the beginning of the show. There was one of the rumors of that he was gay, and he never addressed them. And someone asked like, "Why? Was, why don't you ever address these rumors?" He's like, "Why should I?" Being like, there's nothing wrong with being gay. So like, why? Like, you know, why would I? Why would I address those? Um, you know, so like, it, it, yeah, shows this sort of like, like difference between like who the actors are and then who the characters are, which is, which is a little bit of a shame. I, I would hope that, you know, the actors would stand up and be like, hey, like, don't make these kind of jokes anymore. Yeah, and and so it's this weird thing where the show, it doesn't critique or challenge mm-hmm. sexism or racism or homophobia it simply acknowledges it in a humorous way mm-hmm. which of course is not the same as you know critiquing or challenging it and especially when the punchlines are making light of serious issues like sexual harassment mm-hmm. then the message is that it's ultimately harmless yeah. um especially coming from these you know geeky guys mm-hmm. you know misogyny is just some another awkward quirk that you know sheldon or leonard yeah. has it's not something to be taken yeah. seriously yeah. or awkward seriously quirk, challenged. it's okay like we'll let it slide when like no like it should never should never be okay yeah so i think for me that's kind of one of my biggest issues with the show and it's one of those things that once you really pay attention to it and acknowledge it it's hard to rewatch the show especially mm-hmm. those early seasons yeah. and not see it and it's something that has unfortunately kind of affected my my viewing experience yeah the show. yeah that's yeah <laughs> i um the big bang so i might as well like let this out now like i like the show and so um, like what you were saying about the, the early seasons, like this is sort of like my comfort show that like I just, I just watch when like it just makes me feel good. Um, but like, yeah, I'll skip over the early seasons because like some of the stuff is pretty, pretty, uh, sketchy. And I should say, I really like the show too. And it's, it's this, this, I mean, this it's is just, at the heart of why we're doing this podcast, yeah. right? Because there's so many things that's like, oh, I love this. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and then yet it's those, still, uh, yeah. <laughs> you bring that critical lens on uh, it, and it's like, it, it, you kind of have to confront some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll be talking about why we like the show in a few minutes, but we still have some other some other criticisms. Um, I remember when the show first started, like especially in some of the early seasons, uh, people thought like, hey, like Sheldon, Sheldon is on the on the autism spectrum. Like he's a character, you know, who has um, this condition. Um, you know, like, this is, this is great for representation. Mm. And, like, okay, like, yeah, cool. Uh, but then they sort of, like, retconned it later in the series. Like, no, he's just a jerk. Like, he can't control this, his, his, like, quirks and eccentricities. Mm-hmm. But he just doesn't. Like, he's just, he's just a jerk. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. They had an opportunity to, to have a character on, you know, with, you know, like on the spectrum and let them like show and let, let, let them grow and evolve and adapt and how the people around them adapt to this person and, and what this person needs. And they was like, no, he's just going to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't like that very much. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think it's a missed opportunity mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel, I always feel torn with his character because, yeah, he does sort of at times demonstrate, you would think, hmm, 
Yeah. Empathy and compassion. Yeah. But then, like, he's just a jerk. Right? <laughs> 95% of the other time, you know. Um, which they, they, you know, tackle head on in the finale. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, it, long overdue that yeah. people finally got fed up with him enough. Uh-huh. I yeah. did appreciate that, you know. They're still his friends, and they're like, we're pissed at you, but we're still going to... So we're going to show up, and we're going to support you, but uh-huh. this we're is st- not okay. Yeah, we're, we're still we're angry. We're sick of this. Like, yeah. we need to do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned missed opportunities uh, a couple seconds ago. That's a, uh, a big thing that I think the show did. Um, like, I missed a lot of opportunities to portray uh, sort of, like, secondary characters as... Like as not caricature caricature caricatures. <laughs> there we go. I can say that word. I swear. Well, before you dive into that, I would say they sort of didn't really do that with a lot of these characters. Yeah. I mean, not to keep rehashing things that we really dislike about the show, mm-hmm. but these characters are these archetypes. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say that people they don't change over the course of the show because they definitely do. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like each character Penny's yeah. a slut. Yeah. Um, like, Sheldon is it uh, doesn't pick up on social cues. Yeah, Bernadette is is she's bossy. Howard's mom. Yeah, um, <laughs> Howard is a pervert. Right. Raj is effeminate. Yeah, it, Amy Amy's frumpy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I guess yeah, that was actually one of my criticisms of the show a few years ago. Um, like you know, like I like the show, but then the characters sort of became caricatures of themselves and. You know, I, I I still think that's true, uh, and it was sort of that way throughout the entire the entire series. Um, but talking about sort of the secondary characters, one of the things that I dislike most about this show is what happened with Stuart. You know, he was introduced in season one, I think, maybe maybe season two, but he was he was the owner of the comic book store. You have to assume he was uh, successful at it, and especially like in retrospect, he was successful at it because he had the, he had the comic book store for twelve years. Like you don't have a business for twelve years without being successful, you know. So he's a successful business owner. Um, he was an artist, uh, you know, and he was he was confident. You know, he he asked Penny out on a date straight up, you know, when he first met her. And not in a creepy way, just sort of like, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee sometime? And like, and did like a cute little uh, sketch for her, you know, and like, that's, that's great. Like you have a, a, a guy with, with nerdy interest and he's, you know, like he's quote unquote normal. He's not doing these weird, creepy things, you know, and I thought that was, that's great. Um, and then uh, you know, he comes back as sort of a... Uh, I don't know, like a, a series regular or something later on, and he's not like that at all. He's he's creepy. He's quiet. He's sickly. He's he's just oh, such a missed opportunity to have a character like a, an actual three D secondary character. Mm-hmm. When they didn't, even have, I mean, I guess that's asking too much when they kind of didn't even have three D main characters, um, but just. I don't know. I just get upset when I think about that. I almost wonder too if his character almost functions to as a contrast to sort of our main guys to mm-hmm. say, you know, oh, you think they're nerdy, yeah, and then true. we see them over time, and you uh-huh. know, being around Penny and getting girlfriends, and uh-huh. they've become more, you know, socially like adapt, adapt, yeah. and Stewart is meant maybe to serve as some sort of like a foil that's like, oh, mm-hmm. they're 
<laughs> yeah. When you when you put it that way, I I definitely think there's something there. Because you see the same thing with Bert. Like he was this tall, weird looking dude with thick glasses and you know, kind of has this weird monotone voice and he likes rocks. And, you know, so like, hey, like you think, you think our main characters are weird. Check out this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, you could have had like, he's, dude won a MacArthur Genius Grant. Like that is like, that is, you can't really get more successful than that. And so, yeah, I just, I just don't like how they portray successful people as weirdos. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they, it's just all of these characterizations continue to sort of reinforce these false dichotomies that mm-hmm. oh you're you're successful or you're brilliant, which means you have to be socially awkward, um, and and things like that, and that's just it's nonsense, mm-hmm. and and it's just it's just weird that with all these characters, there's not really any character that's really serving to to challenge those yeah um stereotypes Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's that's true yeah so we've talked a lot about bad things about the show (laughs) um but as you both mentioned we both still like the show i've seen every episode um i so have i yeah i yeah yeah um yeah i've seen every episode i fall asleep watching this show a lot. It's sort of like my The Office. You know, people are like, oh, I just, you know, I'm just going like, to go home and like watch The Office again. Like, that's kind of what I do. Like, the show just brings me, uh, brings me comfort. But I still think there are uh, parts of the show that are, like, good and, and worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the non-romantic relationships are... You know, they're the good they're the good representations of, of friendship. You know, so you have the relationship between, you know, Penny, Bernadette and Amy. Like, they're not catty, they're not backstabbing. Like they get together, they support each other. They're they besties. Have, yeah, they're besties. <laughs> they're besties. And I think that's a you know, that's a good portrayal of female friendship on on television. You know, that you don't normally see. Like a lot of times like it's very like female friendship is uh, portrayed as very toxic, and you don't really oh, see that. Oh, they're competing yeah. for a guy's attention uh-huh. uh, in their social circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and you don't see those things here, which yeah. is which is nice. Yeah, like Penny helps out Amy, uh, like become more. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of a bad thing. Like, oh, like hey, pay attention to your looks more. You know, she does that a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but. I think she's doing it like from from a good place. Well, she's uh, she's doing it. I think. Well, sometimes she is making fun of her. Yeah. But when she is helping Amy, it's because Amy's asking for that yeah. help. You know, it's not uh-huh. always Penny projecting. This is what mm-hmm. you need to be like. Although right. she does make jokes, you know, at her expense sometimes. But like Amy, genuinely, like you know, looks mm-hmm. looks to her as. Well. Yeah, she's like I was. She's like I was an outcast in high school, and now I'm friends with the popular girl. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, maybe maybe she could teach me something, mm-hmm. you know. Or like Bernadette gets Penny, you know, the the job is like a, a sales rep, uh-huh. you know, which I mean she's not even remotely qualified for, but whatever. It's a it's a TV show, like we'll we'll let it, <laughs> you know. But like Bernadette's looking out for Penny, Penny's looking out for Amy, like they're all like looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, I think that's a, a a good thing about the show. Um, speaking of Penny. 
despite all of Sheldon's sometimes vile remarks <laughs> about Penny, I, there's, there's something endearing about that relationship. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, a lot of some of the best moments of the show mm-hmm. is, you know, Penny taking care of Sheldon. Yeah. If he's sick right. um, or looking and after him. And I don't him. think it's any in any sort of like pity or like paternalistic way. It's sort of like, this is my friend and I care about you. And I would say maybe one of my favorite parts of the finale is, you know, Sheldon is freaking out. He's sort of lashing out at mm-hmm. Leonard and Amy. And then Penny sort of shows up and... She's able to, you know, go out with him and talk to him Mm -hmm. in a way and, like, put things into perspective and calm him down. Mm -hmm. And I think she's constantly been able to do that throughout the show. She never is really phased by him. She's never intimidated or Mm -hmm. even all that bothered. She's able to, I think, um, kind of meet him where he's at. Yeah. I really like that about their friendship. One of my favorite scenes uh, between those two characters is... I don't know, season 11, maybe 10, uh, where it's Sheldon's birthday party. He finally lets them throw, have a party. And, like, he like he freaks out. And he's like, I can't I can't do this. And, like, runs to the bathroom. And he's, and he's hiding there. And he's like, I'm going to hide here until until this is over. And Penny goes in. And she's like, all right, well, then we'll just hang out here until until the party's over. You know, and, like, she, she helps him out. Um, and it, it like supports him and everything. And, I mean, I think since we're talking about Penny, to Penny's credit, in a, in a show about social outcasts, in this friend group, she is the outcast of the group. For she, sure. Even, you know, in terms of the female characters, she's not a scientist. She doesn't have a PhD like Bernadette and Amy. Mm-hmm. And she never really, you know, seems that intimidated or that bothered by them. And mm-hmm. I I really actually admire that about her character. She's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what this means. I don't mm-hmm. even really care. Um, but you know what? Do you? And I'm just going to hang out here. And Yeah, yeah. No, because I, I think... I think Penny's like that with a lot of the characters. You know, like, she's just... She's good, just a, a, a good person, you know, like she's that way with, with Sheldon, you know, we talked about the relationship with Amy, you know, I think she has a good relationship with Leonard, even like when they're not dating, like she's just, I think she just shows that like friendship is a weird thing. <laughs> like you find people and for whatever reason you like them and you like hanging out and so you keep doing it and that's kind of what happened here. Like they just, like it, it works and so they just, they just run with it. And I would say, you know, she is probably maybe one of the more, like, or the most emotionally intelligent ones of the group. You oh, know, yeah. They might be, you know, have PhDs and things like that, mm-hmm. but, like, emotionally, socially, like, she's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think her, probably her and Leonard actually are the two most yeah. emotionally intelligent. Like, maybe yeah. Bernadette's up there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they just, yeah, they just understand people you know like Leonard's kind of awkward around girls but mm-hmm. I mean that's you know, that, that that's a thing you know it's nothing <laughs> that's nothing like really weird about that mm-hmm. um so we talked about the the non-romantic relationships I think even the romantic relationships were like there's there's something of value there too um we talk about how uh, Penny and Bernadette were sort of like these alpha characters in their relationship. And like, yeah, and the way the relationship as a whole was portrayed is kind of icky. 
but these are also still strong women, like independent, assertive, had good jobs, well, Penny eventually, and the men still supported them. Like, I don't think they felt emasculated by, mm-hmm. uh, by their wives, at least not overall. Like, they made some comments, but, like, who doesn't make comments in relationships? I think, you know, like, over the course of the entire series, you know, like, the weight of, of the men being supportive of their wives, like, was more than them feeling, like, emasculated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that was uh, a good thing about the show. Yeah, I would. I I go back and forth on how I feel about Leonard and Penny's relationship, mm-hmm. uh, especially. It seems in the later seasons, you know, Penny her, she's struggling in her career. Mm-hmm. She's feeling frustrated. She's sort of wondering where her life is going, and it kind of feels like she gets back together with Leonard because it's sort of this constant in her life, mm-hmm. and it's you know, oh, my career didn't work out, but I'm married, and that's something, and. And I feel torn about that because when you look at the earlier season, they are cute together. And, you know, we talked about how when they're not dating, they're still friends mm-hmm. and they're still supportive of each other. And so there's those really qualities I like about it. Mm-hmm. But overall, I don't know. I'm just not I'm not sure how I feel. It, yeah. Toward the end, it's hard for me to see why they're together aside from the fact of like, well, we've done this before. Mm-hmm. It works, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, um, I think off-air you mentioned, like, it was sort of like a loveless relationship. Uh, Toward the end, it kind of yeah, felt that way, yeah. in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I, I kind of agree with you. Um, I think part, like, I wonder how much of that is the writing. I think probably mostly the writing, but also part of it is, like, these are two people who have, like, worked with each other for like the actors themselves were kind of just like all right like we're kind of ready for this whole thing to to be over like just sort of like they've got their they've got their groove and they're just gonna you know ride it out um but i still think like the relationship as a whole and there were even some moments in the final season i think where it was a sort of not dead relationship you know like not like the thing the so the thing is with them is they like when they're when the two of them are working to help Sheldon or help mm. someone else with something or like in in this season when they're like having uh dinner with Penny's ex-boyfriend yeah sort of when they're sort of put in a situation where they're sort of reacting to another character mm-hmm. I see why they're together they're both tend to be the the two sane or reasonable people, yeah. um, and that sort of bonds them in these mm-hmm. situations. But outside of those sort of contrived situations, yeah. it's hard for me to see, see organically those two why these yeah. two people enjoy spending time to each other. Right. Like, I get it when they're around other people uh-huh. like, that they sort of find, like, we're both kind of looking yeah. on the outside yeah. of this. But it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I just, it's, what do they like to do together? Yeah. What, what do they talk about? Like, right. aside from having sex with each other, uh-huh. like, what is it that they really enjoy doing? you know, doing yeah. together and about each other's company. I mm-hmm. just feel like we never really got a good portrayal of that on the show, especially in the later seasons. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's hard for me. Again, if I'm not thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is fine. But when I think about it for a few seconds, I'm like, I don't think yeah. that this really makes sense. Yeah. I think that's actually why I got the feeling that in like the, especially this last season that the focus was taken away from Penny and Leonard. 
for this reason. Because, mm-hmm. like, you look at them, like, this isn't compelling to watch yeah. anymore. Yeah, whereas, got, like, Amy and, watch, and, um... Yeah, Amy and Sheldon, Sheldon. is a lot of fun to watch, you know. Um, you know, Howard and Bernadette, I guess, a little bit. Especially, like, that whole, that whole sort of, like some with Howard and Bernadette and Raj and, and mm-hmm. Stuart and like how that yeah. weird like living situation friendship that... circle worked out mm-hmm. um yeah because like you see like uh London and Penny like when they're in the group like oh okay I can I can see why they're kind of mm-hmm. together or like they're they're friendly in this group but then like you put there's just the two of them on the couch by themselves and you're like yeah I don't really see it yeah, and I agree to your point that they did take the focus off them mm-hmm. this season, and maybe for that reason. Yeah, um, little uh, little sidetrack about this relationship. Um, I really liked how Leonard wasn't like a quote unquote nice guy, you know. Um, so they they meet in the first episode, and like he obviously has a crush on her, and then like episode three. He asks her on a date, and, like, they go on a date. Like, nothing really nothing really happens, you know? And he, he's like, all right. And he doesn't... Like, he may, he may continue to have a crush on her, but he doesn't continuously act on it and pressure her. He's like, well, okay. she She's not interested. So he, he starts dating, you know, Leslie Winkle, mm-hmm. you know? And, then like, that doesn't work out. And then he um, dates, like, uh, Dr. Stephanie, you know? And then... Right, he's not sitting around pining for her, yeah. feeling sorry for himself. Yeah, he's like, he's like, well, she's not interested in a romantic relationship, though, so I'm that's not what I'm gonna pursue. <laughs> like, we're like, we we're neighbors, we're friends, we get along, we have a good thing going here without the romantic part of it. So we're just, like, I'll just, you know, I'll be happy with that, and you know, date other other women, you know, and like they break up a few times over the course of the show, but. I don't think them getting back together is an act of Leonard being persistent and wearing her down. Like the show, like the show makes jokes about that. I don't right. think that was the case. You know, like they joke about that, but that wasn't the relationship that was portrayed on the show. Right. I I totally agree with that they gave Leonard other options mm-hmm. and pretty good options. Oh yeah. Like physically, uh-huh. um, you know, otherwise. Yeah, like so. good. Yeah, like other scientists. Mm-hmm. You know, a, like like a literal like world-class lawyer who's working for a huge multinational like you don't you don't get that job being a dummy you know (laughs) so and so i i I agree with that i i did appreciate that about his character Mm -hmm. but uh yeah there were other like romantic relationships in the show that i also like the the whole like sheldon name you adorable (laughs) they are yeah i i and I think, you know, in the beginning of the show, it's meant to be about Penny and Leonard. And uh-huh. I think by the end, that's, that's yeah. the relationship yeah, that well, I mean, like, really you saw that in the first. About. You see that over the course of the, the first season. Like, oh, hey, like, Sheldon's the breakout character here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but then, yeah, like, then, like, Amy gets introduced. And, you know, the first the first part of their relationship, like, it's cute and funny. And, like, like Amy's kind of a horn dog, and, mm-hmm. and Sheldon is Sheldon. Um, that's kind of funny, but I think the, like, sort of, like, the arc from when they break up mm-hmm. to, like, the end of the show, I think is really, is really good. Um, uh, you know, yeah. like, Amy's like, I, I can't handle you when you're, like, Sheldon. You can't be Sheldon all the time. <laughs> like, you need, yeah. like, you need to behave like a decent person sometimes. And because you can't, I'm ending this. 
you know. That, and then we see them in this last season in particular, they work through a lot of conflict mm -hmm. together. Like, they actually, you know, have conversations Uh and, you know, challenge each other and kind of hold each other accountable in a way that's, like, I think really healthy to see. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, like Amy is like, no, this this is bad behavior. And Sheldon's like, well, what do you mean? And, like, a lot of it is Amy being really patient, but, I mean... I think it also show because it shows Sheldon willing to grow yeah. and and change his behavior a little bit to like in reaction to these criticisms, you know, like that's like that's how relationships work, you know. Right. And that's why and I think for me part of the reason I have become so critical of Leonard and Penny in these later seasons is because you see the contrast with Amy and Sheldon. You see they're pushing each other to grow. Mm-hmm. They have shared interests. Yeah. Um and you see that especially uh-huh. with this, you know, the whole this yeah. whole um storyline around uh, the, super asymmetry. Yeah. Which is the second paper <laughs> that they wrote together, by the way. Yeah, and they're not even in the same field, right? right? Yeah. But they're still they've got this this shared love of science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when you see that, it's hard to look at Leonard and Penny and be like, what do they have in common? What do they do together that's, like, their thing? What do they get excited about together aside from, like, making fun of Sheldon? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. so, yeah, no. Amy and Sheldon are adorable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wish there could be a, a Sheldon and Amy spinoff, but, I mean, yeah. Jim Parsons is the one who didn't want to do the show anymore, so that's not <laughs> that's not going to happen. But, yeah, I mean... We got some good moments. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that was probably, like, my favorite part of the final season was was their relationship. You know, I didn't like the whole Nobel thing, um, but just those two together, especially, like, like supporting each other, you know. um, I mean, just how proud they are to get the paper done, even before they know that they're Mm going to, you know, be considered for the Nobel. They're just so proud to have done this together. Yeah. And they literally get the idea at their wedding. Like, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, going back to the sort of the strong female uh, characters, like Amy, like, like, look at her, Like, (laughs) like, especially in the final season, like. When, like she tries to do like the whole like soft power thing with with the two you know um imposter scientists mm-hmm. and then she's like can't take it anymore and has that like <laughs> imposter syndrome rant and like i think it's great you know just like no like you're the imposters like w- <laughs> like we did this you know i, I think it's almost sort of like a, a cathartic moment for for women watching like like dudes steal my ideas all the time and like here's this woman like finally calling out dudes for doing the same thing you know i think that's uh that was fun to watch but also amy's sort of like she recognizes that she's going to be a role model for for young girls to be to become scientists and she like she gets freaked out a little bit but she just like leans into it mm-hmm. you know um She's like, I'm just a scientist. I don't want to be this role model, but I am. So I guess I'm gonna have to to do it, you know. And she she has that bit in her in her her speech in the final episode, like like this is for mm-hmm. all the for all the little girls out there who want to be scientists. Like you can do it too, you know. So yeah, yeah. Amy's adorable we're too. Definitely, that we're definitely team Amy. Yeah, over here. for sure. <laughs> um, and so. We talked about how the show 
did a lot of like pointing and laughing at nerds, but I still think the show celebrated nerd culture um, in a way. So these were characters who were unashamed to love what they love and be excited about science and comic books and video games. Like, they're like, yeah, like we're going to Comic-Con and like there's nothing you can say that's going to make me not excited for Comic-Con, you know, and they just get excited about, like they love the things they love and they don't care what anyone else thinks. I think that's, that's a good quality to have and a good quality to portray. You know? I agree. And I, I think it's unique to see a show where the main characters are scientists. Mm-hmm. They work at a university. That's an unusual setting, you know, for, I think, a primetime uh, sitcom. Yeah. And I appreciated that, especially as someone who's going into academia. That's just mm-hmm. nice to see that. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you, you sort of, like... Leonard, like, didn't try and be more, quote-unquote, normal to get Penny to like him. He's like, no, like, I'm not getting rid of my Spider-Man statue. Mm -hmm. No, like, I'm not, (laughs) like, I'm going to keep speaking Klingon. Like, you know, I think, yeah, like, be... And even, oh, sorry, go ahead. Like, be unabashedly unashamed of who you are. And I think they would like that. And I will say, you know, we talked earlier about how a lot of the the nerdy references Mm -hmm. are sort of serve as jokes in and of themselves Mm -hmm. still the references it's exciting to see references you know to star wars or other things like oh none of the other no other shows are doing it (laughs) so so yeah at least least we have this one i guess (laughs) um yeah and so i like i still kind of see myself in these characters you know like all the the weird arguments they have about you know, comic book characters, like, oh, well, like, can Superman do this? Like, how would a Superman get his strength? Or, like, what happens if you put Thor's hammer on top of a toilet and someone has to go to the bathroom? Can you lift the toilet seat? You know, like, <laughs> these are all stupid conversations I've had with my friends, too. You know, so I'm like, yep, had that argument. Yep, I've done that. And so, like, it's um, it was problematic some of the portrayals of nerds were, I still think they got some of it right, mm-hmm. you know, because like having those conversations is fun. Like that's why we're nerds. That's why we. That's why we like this stuff. Like there's like these weird little hypotheticals that you can go on like these random tangents and like come up with these like crazy arguments for or against uh, you know a particular position. I will say, uh, just try not to. You know, we're trying to you know move away from the critiques of the show. Uh-huh. They. As a as a woman watching mm-hmm. this show, it they sort of basically make you feel like nerd culture, even when they're excited about all this stuff, that it's not really a thing for girls. Yeah. Even the girls on the show, even Bernadette and mm-hmm. Amy, they still admit that they don't know what Howard yeah. and, and Sheldon are talking about. Right. You and get you get like uh people excited for like girls excited for science, not necessarily girls excited about like nerd culture. Right. Yeah. Um which again, missed opportunity. Yeah, no, I I agree. And like the one time they did talk about it, you have like the three guys off the side, like, what is happening here? And then one of some of them actually like Brad Pitt or something, and like, oh, it's gone now. As if like that's what women care about is like Brad Pitt and romantic comedies and stuff, yeah. and they can't be interested in you know in Marvel movies and comic books and and video mm-hmm. games and stuff. Yeah, that is that is for sure a missed opportunity. But in the guys, I, I, I see myself. Um, 
And then finally, my biggest thing about this show, the show, or the thing that brings me the most comfort is, so ignoring the retconning of Sheldon just being a jerk instead of being on the spectrum. I see this as a group of like largely neuroatypical people who is kind of outcasts and they find each other and they, they build friendships and they become a family, you know? And I think a big theme across a lot of like genre television Mm -hmm. um, is sort of family is not just your blood, like family is built, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what, that's what these people did. You know, one at a time, bringing, you know, Sheldon, uh, Sheldon and Leonard, they bring in uh, Penny, and then, like, Howard and Raj are, are there. You know, then they bring in Bernadette, and then they bring in Amy, mm-hmm. and they and they, 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 they do grow over the course of, of the show. You know, they experience big life events. They get married. They get new jobs. They go to space. They, you know, they have sex for the first time. You know, they have all these experiences because of the family that they built um and i find that i find that really comforting like that's why that's why i really like the show especially the mid to later seasons when it becomes a sort of like relationship friendship show instead of so much a uh, so, so much like nerd centric yeah i again it's one of those things if you don't think too critically about it because i agree the fact that they're they get married and they have kids and mm-hmm. they're sort of moving ahead in their careers, but they're still at the core of it, this really core friendship. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how they end the finale. They're all yeah. together. They're eating their, mm-hmm. their takeout. Yep. And that's, you know, that's at the core of this show is you're a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the fact that I feel like Raj is sort of the, yeah, the black sheep of the friend group uh-huh. um, and sort of just there. And I, I don't really feel like they really, like welcome and support him as much as they should Mm -hmm. that aside yeah (laughs) i do think um the the group friendship is sweet Mm -hmm. and especially you know as an adult and you know getting older and seeing people around you get married Mm -hmm. and have kids and do all these things and i think the thing i worry about the most is well what are what are gonna happen with my friends what's my you know what's gonna happen to us just hanging out as friends you Mm -hmm. know and seeing that sort of preserve yeah um, yeah all these things happen and like they still they still hang out and they still find time for each other Mm -hmm. you know that's what that's what friends do you know um like they make time uh and so so with that, what's our what's our verdict? Are I mean, uh, still gonna be falling asleep to this show? <laughs> I mean, I so like I understand that like I'm kind of weird and that I love this show. Um, I n- most people like me who are into the things I'm into don't like this show very much at all. Um, but you know, like I said, there are reasons I like the show. And but as for like the significance or legacy of the show, I mean, it's just. I don't think it's really going to have one. Um, at least not the way, like, The Office or Parks and Rec or Friends does. Um, it's just... It's a show that was on CBS <laughs> and it ran for 12 seasons. You know, it's going to be... It's going to be, like, Two and a Half Men, except without Charlie Sheen. <laughs> you know, like, w- 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 like, being slightly less reprehensible. I think, um, 
you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a CBS sitcom that ran for a long time. Like that's going to be its legacy, I think, for the, for the culture at large. Yeah, I, I agree with your point. I like the show. I do find the show comforting mm-hmm. and, you know, I think it's kind of, it's kind of like a sedative. If you're not interested in digesting that's something that's really weird or complicated mm-hmm. or, you know, upsetting or is going to challenge you. Yeah. You know, the characters aren't really going to change that much. The jokes aren't going to change mm-hmm. that much. The situations won't drastically change. So there's a there's a familiarity. You know what to expect. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest criticisms of the show. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also why it is it has been so successful it's very easy viewing Mm -hmm. um it's lighthearted. it's predictable it's familiar it's safe yeah Um, and so you know it's a good and bad thing Mm -hmm. and for me i think it generally the the good outweighs the bad right for the most part Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like but as we've discussed there's certainly a fair amount of criticism be leveled uh at the show but like you said the, yeah, the good outweighs the bad for me. I um, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, like I like I take comfort in the show. Um, I think the the characters, despite some of the things they say to each other and some of the things they do to each other, like they care about each other. Like that's why they're still a family twelve years later. Um, so yeah, in the end, like I like the show. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm still gonna enjoy watching it. Um, yeah. I will definitely rewatch the show, mm-hmm. um, and I yeah, like you said, the finale. It was it was another episode of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, so that was our discussion of the Big Bang Theory. Uh, if you like our podcast, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, and follow us on social media at Nerd vs Nerd Pod uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh, you can also email us at nerd versus nerd pod at gmail.com. That's nerd vs nerd pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like our show, please give us a, a rating and uh, tell your friends about us. And tell us what you'd like to see. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be great because we have, we have ideas for episodes, but we also want to talk about things you want to listen or li- hear about. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe along the way, I'll learn how to speak. <laughs> All right. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day, night, commute, whatever. (laughs) Laters. Laters.